Hey, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, a podcast where we cover sports, music, culture, and all things the South. As always, I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. And, uh, you know, if there's anything you want us to discuss in the future, be sure to let us know on Facebook. And speaking of Facebook, follow us on all of our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, all of our podcast pages where Miserable and Reckless is available to you. That will be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, pretty much anywhere where your podcasts are consumed, you can find our miserableness bringing it right to you every single week. So be sure to follow us on that. Give us five stars and subscribe. Now, as always, we're going to jump right into the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we're going to kick it over to Dustin. All right. Um, happy to kick off this miserable and reckless episode because I have nothing good to say this week. Um, <laughs> Hence why I went to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, a few hours ago, it was announced that uh, Duke basketball had a positive COVID test, which uh, – this abruptly brings their season to an end and as well as their long shot, but still a live bid to try to make the NCAA tournament. Um, certainly not how I want season to end. You know, I, I can't imagine how the players and coaches and people who put in um, months of more or less isolation and being careful and they, they had no positive tests throughout an entire season. They did it all right. And then to have their end come to a crashing end because of one test in the ACC tournament as they're trying to play their way into the NCAA tournament is just terrible. Um, so it sucks. Um, Florida State game obviously would have been a tough game. They're probably the best team in the conference this year. Um, but, you know, I'd rather lose a game than lose the opportunity to uh, – play your way in or to show that you have come a long way throughout the season. So, you know, and uh, so I, I feel for those guys and just as a fan, I'm pissed and I'm sad about it. And, uh, you know, it's been a shitty COVID sports year. Like what roughly a year ago today, uh, Duke state, we're getting ready to we're two hours from tip off when they canceled the ACC tournament. Coach K was scared. And then, yeah, that's what it was. And then uh, now today they, they get pulled out because of COVID. And I don't know. It's just, it's been that kind of year. So I've got, uh, now I've got nothing to watch or cheer for for months. So those are one reckless, y'all. <laughs> All right, Ryan, take it away. So to recap, was that your, was that your good, bad, and ugly? It was just dude, All bad. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll say this. Uh, spring is supposed to be a happy time, but it's going to be a depressed time in this house. So, after the way that way that ended, also I'm interested to see. Like I, I, I haven't. I don't know for sure, but Duke football had like ten positives this past week. I don't know if the two are related, but they're in the same hotel, but apparently completely separate. That's what we were told. Yeah, that seems unlikely, but <laughs> we'll find out. I'm sure reporters are going to dig into that. All right, but that's enough about me complaining. I'll, I'll complain about more later. So I have a good, a great, and an ugly. Um, I had pretty much the opposite week of Dustin. Um, I'll start with the ugly. Uh, the Duke Carolina game uh, that happened last Saturday, it wasn't very good. Uh, it was downright ugly, but every cloud does have a silver lining. And uh, 
I was able to uh, switch around and find on the ACC network that uh, Vince Carter and Antoine Jameson and, well, really it was Vince Carter and Carlos Boozer were going back and forth and they were just kind of like zooming about the game while the game was going on in the background. And because the game wasn't good, it was the perfect time for, uh, for the two of them to be going back and forth. I texted the guys about it. Um, it was a really enjoyable conversation. Uh, Vince brought in Antoine Jameson to talk for a little bit. Uh, then Boozer brought in um, Shane Battier to talk for a little bit. It's really great to see like these old guys uh, just kind of chit-chat. And Vince Carter just retired this year. But um, the rest of those guys are kind of getting up there in age. So it was cool to hear all their stories. There's a lot of talk about Ed Coda and Chris Lang and um, just old Duke players. There's a lot of Wojo slapping the floor talk. So it, that was a silver lining to an otherwise ugly game that Carolina did handedly win. Um, so uh, the good. Um, I gotta say it's been a, it's been a good week, um, settling in, into the new place, um, kind of starting to learn the rhythms of living in a, uh, town where there isn't a siren, um, every 15 minutes, uh, 24 hours a day. Um, no presidents fly overhead anymore. We don't have any, um, any, uh, noise and protests and it's just, I, I wake up in the morning to birds. Um, I've seen the sunrise more times. <laughs> Then I've then I've missed it uh, waking up. Uh, so it's 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 been a minute since since we bought the place and we've been kind of fixing it up as I've alluded to. But um, it's nice to be here as opposed to being in the city. So that was my good, just kind of settling in for that. And then my great is the players' week. Um, I've, I've mentioned it in times past, but I've really been looking forward to this week. Uh, this week always seems to coincide with the ACC tournament and the players. So I feel like Monday I'm just kind of antsy. And then like from Tuesday, it's like, all right, here we go and with some of the worst uh, ACC games. And then like we can kind of move forward. So today was the first day of the players. The first day, of, real day of ACC competition was yesterday. So it's been fun to kind of watch that. I have a personal connection that I've talked about in the past. I got the chance to tour the players' locker room, um, including the champions' room. Um, the last time the players was played was fully, was in 2019, because last year it got canceled during this week. Uh, not unlike what Dustin was saying with the ACC tournament. So my boy, Roy McElroy is technically still the defending champ. So um, I don't know, maybe we can talk more about stuff getting canceled later, but I've been waiting a long time for this. So I'm excited. That's my good, great and ugly. That was really kind of cool. <laughs> All right, Morgan. Uh, first off, uh, Dustin, I'm pretty, I think there's a news report about a uh, undisclosed person wearing a Tar Heel t-shirt leaving the, uh, testing facilities for your COVID. Um, He's willing to give sacrifice think, one for I, the team. I think that the, I think it's a false report in there. Uh, they mess with the samples. So you might want to check into that one. And do not let your hearts be troubled, miserable and reckless audience. We will investigate this and find out what the truth is and bring yes. it to you next week. Yeah. Hashtag not my ACC. <laughs> I got a good, great, and uh, ugly. So my good is uh, Bridget is sleeping in her crib. She went in there in her crib uh, last night for the first time and only got up one time. She is three months old today, so it's amazing. Both kids are in the crib, and we have our room back. Glorious. Uh, great. Brody got his first big boy haircut last weekend. and. <laughs> He does not look like a little, little kid, little baby anymore. He looks a lot older than 
he he actually is, which is sad. And that brings me towards my ugly and that he, growing up and also that haircut did not go well. He cried the entire time, tears rolling down both sides, him looking at both his mommy and his daddy while the lady is cutting his hair. <laughs> There's nothing we could do for him. So that is uh that is my good, great and ugly. There's a pretty telling picture of you on Facebook of you just staring longingly at him like I don't I don't know what to tell you, bro. <laughs> like life sucks. <laughs> suck it up, buttercup. It's all, <laughs> all downhill from there, man. <laughs> all right. So for me this week I've got a good, good and bad. Uh, the first good is the weather has been fantastic this week in North Carolina. We're expecting 77 degrees on Sunday tomorrow. And so that what that means is it will be my official return back on the golf course after a few months off this upcoming weekend. Get back out there, hit some bombs, sink some putts. So, you know, that's going to be the way way it's going to go. More likely it's probably I'm going to be in the woods and the water a lot, but it's still going to be fun anyways. So that's always fun whenever golf season comes back around. The second good um, Ryan was actually said something about this in the, uh, the group message earlier this week, but Thomas Rhett put out an EP, um, that's going to be leading into his, uh, upcoming album. And I, I'm a little bit harder on this guy than the other guys are, um, just from a sonic perspective with the way his music sounds, but he, um, he's been putting a lot of, um, acoustic stuff out there. It's been pretty good. And his, um, he's been saying that this is kind of more harkens back to early in his career of which I was a big fan, uh, at a time when he was listening to a lot of Eric Church. So like the first three songs, like um, it still has a commercial aspect, but I've got to say they're solid. And in particular, the the song "Growing Up" is fantastic. It's been on repeat in my car during my commutes. It's just it's one of those things that um, once you get a few years past like college age and first couple years out of out of school where you're working, you kind of like you you kind of relate to it a lot better. It's about it's about like the the idea of realizing you don't know as much as you thought you knew and you've kind of re- see yourself growing up see your friends growing up and um you know <clears throat> like the line in there um you know I'm still pretty much the kid I was but just a little bit less jack in my cup but I, I guess I'm growing up so yeah like I said check that song out check out the EP hopefully the uh the rest of it doesn't suck um <laughs> go- now going into the bad for the week is um you know the way the season ended for NC State, I'm going to keep this brief. It's baseball season now. I don't care what happens the rest of the ACC tournament. Um, it, there were two teams I didn't want to face in the ACC tournament, and that was Florida State for obvious reasons. They're a bad matchup for anyone. They're long. They're athletic. The other one for NC State specifically was Syracuse. We, we're not a jump shooting team. We've struggled against them every single time. We, we played them three times this year and lost three times. We're, we're similar teams in our record, similar teams in the teams we've beaten at times. They have a little bit better, definitely a better resume than we do, but we would have matched up better with anyone not named Florida State and Syracuse. And who did we draw in our first matchup in the second round with Syracuse? Um, it, it was it was a mess, and you know, it is what it is. Basketball season's over. I don't care what anyone else says. It's baseball season now, damn it. So... That's my good, good, and bad for this week. <laughs> All right, moving into the weekend look ahead. As I said, I'll start off, like I said, I'm um, playing a little golf this weekend, and um, I'm looking forward to that. I've kind of caught the fever again. Uh, we were watching some of the tournament that's on uh, right now. I had it on in the office today. So what do you guys have going on this weekend? I can segue into that. I'm enjoying TPC Sawgrass all weekend. Um, uh, Roy played like crap today. 
but uh, other than that, it's been fun to watch. Um, and it always kind of works out this way. I think that the Atlanta race for NASCAR is kind of boring. And so it always kind of seems to work out that the TPC Sawgrass comes on during the weekend of the boring race. Um, the reason why I think it's boring is because it just, they seem to kind of ride around in single file. Um, it's an older track. Uh, and hopefully it'll get repaved soon, but I people like it. Um, and then we've also found some, speaking of getting outdoors, we found some local parks around here um, that have kind of, for whatever it's worth, they're by the water and kind of rugged and cool to kind of just walk around on. And uh, I was at one last weekend and we got a few more to explore. So maybe I can break away from my normal TV habits. Finally, now that I'm not in the city and get outside and enjoy the nice weather. Supposed to be in a couch potato all the time. <laughs> I feel you on that. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to with the weather is because I have been so inactive during the winter that I get out of breath moving up two consecutive flights of stairs, which is a problem. So <laughs> it's time to be a little bit more active. Trust me, I'm not going to start running. I'm not crazy, but I'm going to uh, be a little bit more active now. The weather's nice. Yeah, we're probably going to take the kids to the park both days. Bernie is, uh, he loves it. We got this little park up the street that we, we take him to a few times now. He loves it. He goes down the slide, gets up, goes back up. <laughs> just seeing him smile going down the slide is awesome. Yeah. We might go to a friend's for a cookout. Um, and I want to use this as a in moment of instruction. It is not a barbecue. You don't barbecue. It's a cookout. Barbecue's a food. It's a noun, not a verb. Um, so that's just a little instruction for y'all out there. Um, and then also uh, might be, so I'm told there's some banana pudding, like ice cream flavored thing out there that may be in my future this weekend. Some local place that has it. So I'm pretty excited about that. Nice. The greatest dessert. In the okay. world. Next period. topic on that one. <laughs> well, it's not the greatest, but it is good. <laughs> Number one. We have been lagging in our normal um, six months of uh, offering to you of banana bread for your Netflix password. So. <laughs> <laughs> not supposed to tell Netflix for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're listening, just like Dale Jr. and <laughs> all the other people we've talked about. <laughs> Ari Smith is definitely a fan. <laughs> All right, uh, next topic. <laughs> that leads us into our Southern 64 then for entertainers or entertainment. So this is the last of uh, of our, and I, I, I honestly did not plan this far ahead, but I was thinking about it today while I was unloading the dishes. Um, so next week we'll have a Sweet 16 on Thursday, which will be the same time that we'll have like a Sweet 16 figured out like by the end of next weekend. So serendipitously, this worked out pretty well. So. Uh, Nice. So one seed, Dukes of Hazard, eight seed, Forrest Gump. Uh, let's start with the man who could get in trouble because his wife's favorite movie is Forrest Gump. Dukes of Hazard all day long. I, <laughs> I, know, I know my wife would pick Forrest Gump. But she, one, she doesn't listen to this podcast, so I don't have to worry about that. Two, there's no chance that, that Forrest Gump is going to advance in this bracket. None. Zero. Duke boys sliding over the hood. Waylon Jennings as the balladeer. Boss Hogg and Roscoe with their antics. And of course, Davis Z. Duke. Come on. Stukes of Hazard all day. Morgan? Hey, you, you pretty much 
answered it, Dustin. I mean, I don't think I can add anything else to it. I mean, it's a great show. It's, there's no way. I, Forrest Gump is one of my favorite movies. Whenever it comes on, no matter what part of the movie it's in, I can sit there and watch it, much like, you know, the Shawshank Redemption. Um, but it's Dukes of Hazzards. That was one of the first TV shows I remember watching as a kid. You know? Yep. It's, you don't Logan. get more southern than that. In 2003, in Dirk Bentley's first number one single, What Was I Thinking? There's a line that says, we went outside hood sliding like Bo Duke. He didn't say like Forrest Gump, so give me Dukes of Hazard all day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody writes songs about running across the country in front boats. Well, I mean, they do, but... We're not shrimp boats, no, but... <laughs> I'll make it universal. Um, and I'll... Or... I'll go with Dukes of Hazard too, mainly for the rewatchability of it. If I had to choose between the two on TV, I'm picking the Dukes of Hazard episode every time as opposed to Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is a sad movie about a bad girl. Jenny's a bad horrible girl. Sorry, she's not a bad girl. She's a horrible girl. Jenny's a bad person. I'd just like to go on record on the internet as saying we Jenny. We can make a whole podcast segment about how horrible she is. Jenny Gump. To be specific, oh, oh, <laughs> the only the only time you want to see Forrest is when you need help and money. Okay. So, um, that said, he does play for Alabama football. I'll point that out, but we'll go ahead and bold that in the notes here. For those that are listening, we actually do have notes. We don't just actually like come up with all this out of our ass. Like some of us, act, we actually do put some thought process into this. Speak, speak, speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, me and Morgan kind of like <laughs> been been winging it today. All, all this noggin, buddy. Comes straight <laughs> yeah. from here. We- yeah, well, let's put it this way. Some of us do discuss the topics ahead of time. <laughs> Regardless, we'll bold that one and we'll move it on so I remember what we talked about. All right. Next is uh, an interesting one. It's a 12-seed Tom Petty versus the 13-seed Beach Music. Tom Petty knocked out Johnny Cash, which was a 5-seed, and Beach Music knocked out uh, Smokey and the Bandit. So um, I think I know which way this is going to go, so I'll go first. I'll take Beach Music over Tom Petty, and we've talked about this in the past. I had a really cool experience in Chicago with the guys going to see Tom Petty, and I'm glad that I got to do it, and it was an epic trip. It's probably, I hope it isn't, but it was probably the best trip that we took ever in our lives. Um, Oh, yeah, 100%. That was back in 2014. Uh, that's That's when we peaked. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right that's that that really is the genesis of this podcast it's basically us peaking seven years ago sorry logan <laughs> i was a junior in college at that time <laughs> but the reason why i want to highlight beach music is because uh when we talked about this last um logan you were telling us about a music festival down in and uh north carolina i'm dead serious about wanting to go to that mm-hmm. and uh I, i've enjoyed going to some of the beach music festivals in the past and on Sunday afternoons, every now and again, you could hear it at some of the jukeboxes in Wrightsville Beach. And it just, it reminds me of being in North Carolina. So that's why I'm taking it. But I will throw it to Logan because I have a feeling I know how this is going to go after after I've said that. All right. So what's that song that a lot of time you hear at these uh, festivals? I love beach music. Yeah. But I love Tom Petty more. So <laughs> it's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I saw them in 2014. They were old men, but they still rocked. 
uh, Tom Petty, if, if I'm being, it's, it's not about being objective here. It's about even more objective. He, he still probably wouldn't, but it's not about being objective. It's about our own subjectivity. I listen to Tom Petty more than I, I go to beach music festivals or listen to beach music. So give me the heartbreakers all day. You, you helped me think of something. One of my favorite bands as, as uh, is known on this podcast is Fleetwood Mac. And when I went to go see Fleetwood Mac, their electric guitarist that was filling in was uh, for Lindsey Buckingham was the guitarist from Tom Petty. So oh, that's, Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a point in the right direction for Tom Petty. Dustin. Yeah. And, and Fleetwood is maybe one of the best concerts. I, it, them and Bruce Springsteen are probably two of the best concerts I've ever been to, but not together separately. It's because but. Stevie Nicks is a national treasure. Be sure and text your sister-in-law that she hates Stevie Nicks. Um, <laughs> what do you think? All right. <laughs> Beach music deserves its due. Uh, it's a big deal culturally in the Carolinas, and we've talked about it here. Um, I, it's it really ingrained in many ways. However, Tom Petty is the greatest American songwriter, and he's the biggest musical influence in my life. So it's Tom Petty. Like he and I've seen, I got had the pleasure of seeing him twice, both times with Ryan, our buddy Ryan. Um, and just you can't beat Betty. It's no, no way. I'm sorry, beach music. Morgan, you have a chance to write this, this, this wrong. You have a chance to vote for North Carolina, South Carolina over Florida. Angle, as as Tom Petty, don't come around here no more. Sorry, but you're free, you're free falling to the ground with your beach music. I'm going to Buddy. You can learn to fly your way right out of here. <laughs> Don't come around here no more. You know what? You know, just sit on the ground and just keep on waiting. Because, you know, what they say, what he says, waiting is the hardest part. So. Angle, you should have said even losers get lucky sometimes. <laughs> I just don't know that many Tom Betty songs, I'll be honest. <laughs> oh, I, I, I that's just the, sad. I think the referees really want you and Steve in the, uh, in the tournament. Oh, you ruined it. I was going to bring up the score at the end of the podcast. So oh. we're, we're, no matter what it was, <laughs> we're, actually, we're recording actually, this. Actually, this up and watch this game. Tech gets, you know, gets no foul help, but UNC, same type of play, make it foul help. We're uh, we're recording this live during the. I'm sitting in my bedroom, so I have to uh, watch it from my phone. I'm sure. But um, but uh, we're we're recording this during the ACC tournament, and I'm Tech sure is the, the State Carolina. fan and the Duke fan will agree that referees are always going to be helping out Tar Heel fans. Hundred and ten fucking percent. Because you know, what's the NCAA tournament without Tar Heels? Morgan, are you are you winning the game? No. Oh, my phone's behind. All right. No, they are, but we both know they're not going to. Oh. <laughs> anyway, onward, onward, and upward. All right. So we'll be back around to that later. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the 11 seed, BB uh, King, uh, knocked off uh, number six, Elvis, which I actually feel okay with uh, overwhelmingly. And, it's ridiculous. Uh, trash ass opinions. Well, <laughs> wet hot trash. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow somebody on our Facebook responded to us. So, uh, and then the three is Andy Griffith. I, I think that this is going to be a runaway. Um, so, 
Uh, I like BB King, but to be honest with you, it's it's Andy Griffith for me. I'll just leave it at that and let the other guys speak to it. Morgan? Andy Griffith. <laughs> Fair enough. Dustin? I'm not even... <laughs> I, I feel like today's was the easiest bracket that we've done yet. It was. Um, it was. Andy Griffith, you know, no question. Like, that. that it is one of the best shows ever made, period. And uh, my wife gives me a hard time because she says I like to watch old people shows. Well, this old people show is going to the next round. It's a good wholesome show. <laughs> it's a good family show. Damn right. <laughs> Logan. We need to make America like Mayberry again. Andy Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Even the drunk is responsible in that TV show. I know, right? He locks himself up every night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our last one for this for this round. I am genuinely curious to see where you guys go with this one. It's the two seed Leonard Skinner versus the ten seed George Strait, who knocked off the seven seed George Jones. I've gone on record and said I'm conflicted on this, so I'm not going to give an answer right away. But I've gone on record and said George Strait is one of my favorite artists of all time, um, and he's at the very top of my list of people to see. Um, uh, but Leonard Skinner was one of the first things uh, that I ever bought and kind of an opening into my love for the South and everything else. So I'm, I'm conflicted here. Um, Logan, you're the resident music guy. Not that the other, not that the others don't, but we know your love for music. So where, where do you fall on this? Yeah. So on paper, this looks tough, but uh, you know, anybody that's listened to it, two plus episodes of this knows kind of where I stand on this. I love Southern rock. I love Leonard Skinner. I mean, who doesn't love to hear Freebird and be that drunk, obnoxious asshole at a concert that yells Freebird? But reality is, it's George Strait. It's the king of country music. 60 number one hits, ridiculous amount of uh, records sold. First number one in the early 80s, last one in 2012. The longevity of the career, like the the influence that guy has had on uh, – on country music and I'm partial to country music. I mean, it's, it's the King It's George Strait. Morgan. You had a strong opinion about George Jones. You know what? I'm a simple man. Give me three steps. I'm <laughs> going Leonard Skinner all day, man. You can smell it up the street. Ooh, that smell from that bad opinion. <laughs> uh. Dustin? I actually think this was one of the more difficult ones of this week, Um, not of the entire Southern 64 so far. um, I told my story about George Strait. George Strait was a big part of my life uh, growing up. Um, Still love George Strait. I think he deserves his due, but so Leonard Skinner was a big part of my life too. And if you're talking Southern rock, there's nothing more undeniably Southern than Southern rock. And our Mount Rushmore, our miserable and reckless decided Mount Rushmore, what put Leonard Skinner at the front of that. Uh, it's got to be Leonard Skinner. I'm going Skinner over George Strait. I love him, but I'm sorry, man. Tuesday is gone and so is George Strait. <laughs> I do want to plug one thing. My favorite George Strait song didn't go to number one. I believe it went to number two. That was Wrapped. Check that song out if you're uh, if you haven't heard it. Yeah, my number That's one. A good one. 
I've, I, an interesting stat, which we don't have available to us at this moment because we don't have a producer to ask to look it up for us. I am is, the producer, so. <laughs> is how many how many of his songs were like top fives? Because I bet that number's out of control. I'm sure. And I, I was surprised that 2012 was the uh, was the last time because he put out an album in what, like 2014, 2016, something like that. Roughly, uh, but something. the so the reason it was is because the out the the big album that changed country music in the summer of 2012 around that 2012 2013 year was the uh, Here for the Good Times album by Florida Georgia Line. It really brought in mm-hmm. that bro country kind of like you know, hey girl. You know, you're Dixie, you Dixie, with your Daisy Dukes, yeah, the Chase Rice Country for the next like four <laughs> years, and George Strait just kind of got pushed out because of that. But they all repped him in their songs. You know, they had George yeah, Strait yeah. And, they had George Strait and Nelly on their mixtape, right? Right, right. Um, I I forget what what song that's from. That's an actual real line. Uh it was it was I want to say Truck Yeah by Tim McGraw, uh, which is I want to say that, it was that, but I could be wrong. That, have to look it up. I, I know we're going down a rabbit hole here, but I uh, just have to go on record. That song was a sad song for a guy as, as awesome as Tim McGraw to put out. And I, as soon as I heard it, I was like, this is ridiculous. But anyway, Angle, you were about to make a decision here. Leonard Skinner is the second, as noted on here, it's the first cassette I ever bought. It's what I associate with NASCAR and my love for the South, truly probably more than anything else, because I didn't get a lot of the food growing up, but I could listen to their music. It is a key component of my favorite movie ever, which is Elizabethtown. Um, there's a cover band that plays Leonard Skinner, and it's a key component of the movie. I don't want to go to Facebook on this, so I'm going to take Leonard Skinner and put it three to one. And I really hope that George Strait forgives me <laughs> because I really want to see him live. <laughs> well, I guess we can say this is where the cowboy rides away. <laughs> you can call the breeze. I don't. I don't feel good about that at all. I feel like I had to like put my dog down or something because I had to take George Strait out of it. So to recap, I, we've got Dukes of Hazard, Tom Petty moving on, Andy Griffith, and Leonard Skinner, but that. Uh, I won't lose a uh, drop of sleep over that night. That's Leonard, the right call. Leonard Skinner versus George Strait should have been the. Um, I screwed up. I'll take. I'll take responsibility. There's no reason why George Strait should have been a ten seed. He should have been. He should have been somewhere else in this bracket. Well, that's that's probably accurate. The, the bracket was not seated well, but that's a discussion for <laughs> once we once we've finished the bracket, we can critique how terrible it was. That's where we're at. So, all right, Dustin. <laughs> Speaking of sadness <laughs> and terribleness. <laughs> yeah. So today is uh, March 11th, 2021. So that marks one year since Rudy Gobert tested positive for the COVID and the NBA shut down. Um, originally that night, he was listed as having an illness, but soon after the Thunder and the Jazz were instructed by NBA officials to head out to the locker room. Fans were asked to leave, and the game was postponed, and people were kind of like, what's going on? Shortly after that, um, the NBA said that they were going to suspend their season. Next day, you saw the NHL pause their season. MLB canceled spring training and delayed the opening day. 
college basketball canceled. The conference tournaments, the NCAA tournament was canceled. Um, this was all within 24 hours. Um, it was really beginning for many of us to come to terms with what was a worldwide pandemic and that really didn't seem real and it seemed far away at the time. So, you know, I think this kind of links back to what we were talking about last week. This is one of these generational events uh-huh. um, that each of us go through in our lives. And you're going to kind of look back and say, you know, when was it real? When, what, what was it like? Where was your moment? What, what, what happened? And so I kind of want to kick it around and say, you know, where were you when you heard the news? Um, not just at the NBA, NBA level, but we can kind of talk about those couple of days. And then when, you know, what was your reaction at the time? Um, Cause you know, we've had a year, it's basically a year, it's, it's a year today since all of this kind of kicked off. So yeah, uh, who wants to take it? Angle, you want to shoot, dive into that? Uh, sure. I was on my couch watching the players. Um, I had been to the players in November and I had recently literally gone within a month's prior time um, with my wife. I loved it so much I wanted to go back with her. We went in early 2020, and I was ecstatic about my experience there and uh, Rory winning, and I was really looking forward to the year, and I was watching it. Golf, I don't think I have to say this, is an outside event, and on Thursday, they were talking about everything else shutting down and they were not sure that they they were going to do it without fans maybe and it clicked for me when march the conference tournaments whatever just just seat them by by league standing and call it a day right but when we didn't have march madness i think that was the tipping point everyone that's listening to this podcast knows i like golf and I like racing. Those are outdoor events and large arenas. And those were the two last holdouts because they were outside and they didn't. So I kind of was holding on to, well, they're doing this out of a precaution and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But these two sports are still on. So for me, I think it came a day later. I believe if I remember correctly, to your point on March 11th, incidentally, that was also the day that the CDC declared a a worldwide pandemic. So, I mean, that was, I mean, and that I think is, was in part why some of the sports canceled. Long story short is it, it came a day later for me. I was like, whatever, this is indoors, this is cautionary, whatever. But on Friday afternoon, I was freaked out because I was like, wait, you mean there's not going to be racing? There's not going to be golf? Like, the, the, it's outdoors. What, like, what the hell? Like, just don't touch each other and it'll be fine. And, and, and that was where I was. And that was my first experience with all this. Incidentally, yeah. those two sports were the first to return. Um, yeah, I remember later when on. everything started to happen. I thought, oh, it's just, uh, like you said, there's being cautious. Everything will come back to normal in a week or two or something. And then when just each sport uh, kept getting canceled one by one, um, stores start running out of essential <laughs> yeah. toilet paper. Yeah, you know, um, that's when it started to click to me. I was like, something going on here that's not just going to we'll brush over you know in a couple of weeks or, or even a month or two like this is something that's gonna make a massive impact on our everyday lives um i think for me it was when you know the tournament canceled completely 
that's when I started to some something's going on. So um, yep. you know, I started thinking about uh, and when all that started happening, you know, some of these towns, small towns that rely on big sporting events to happen, you start thinking about the financial impact on it. All the hotels that started having to have rooms canceled, restaurants that for that short period throughout the entire year they have uh, all the tables all booked up, tips, you know, beer being bought, food being bought. It not, wasn't going to happen. Even the regular customers who live in that town couldn't come in because the doors had to shut. Um, you had so many people having to sit home with no income, and landlords were still expecting rent to be paid. Uh, it just it became really eerie, really scary, uh, quick. Logan? You remember uh, those couple of days and kind of what you were thinking at the time? Oh, hundred um, percent. It's almost like, in hindsight, it almost makes you think of Alan Jackson's song "Wherever You and the World Stop Turning" from 9/11. Just because it, it, in hindsight, it affected us in such a drastic way from what we were used to. But rewind 365 days from where we are right now. I was in a little bit different situation than you guys were. As I pride myself in music as being an early adapter, I also was an early adapter when it comes to catching COVID because I was sick a year ago right now, and I felt like death for about a day and a half. I first had symptoms on the 10th and then had a really bad fever that day, and the around midnight as it became the 11th, had 103 fever and almost had to go to the hospital. Mama was freaking out, um, but I it, it, it was horrible. But then, because I'm young and healthy, but magically by the, you know, five o'clock the next day on the 11th or 12th, somewhere around that ballpark, I felt better. I just had a lingering cough. I have, I have asthma, but, but it was worse in the next few months with a cough that I haven't really dealt with since I was a kid. But even with me going through that firsthand, I still didn't think that it was going to be what we've ended up going through. I thought it was going to be much shorter. I really thought, truthfully, I really thought that by the summertime, everything was going to be better. And and it it improved, but it it wasn't really better. Like, I mean, here we are a year later, and we still have some semblance of not it being normal. Um, But, yeah, like, I I remember specifically because, like, State had been playing pretty well, and then it, it gets canceled. So I was a little pissed. And on top of me being sick, State gets canceled in there, bid for uh, like run towards getting off the bubble with a big matchup against Duke. So it just added fuel to the fire with my already uh, burning head from my fever. So <laughs> it was it was a uh, it was a pretty shitty couple of days for me. Yeah, yeah, like literally, I know yeah. I remember because I mean, even around that time, I remember calling my mom and being like, "You, she was." She drove she all the way to Raleigh. To, <laughs> yeah, she was going to Raleigh to like try to go like take care of him, and we were like, we okay. we had to talk to her several times. We like, yeah. you just can't do it. If you want to buy him some groceries and put it at his door, do it. But then like go home. Yeah, and that's what she ended up doing. But um, yeah, it was it was crazy. I mean, it, the NBA shutting down. I remember reading it and hearing it, and I was like, this is weird. But, you know, I don't really pay attention to the NBA, so I was kind of like, eh, maybe they're just overreacting and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And, you know, it'll be fun. <clears throat> but I distinctly remember the next day, because I was, uh, at the time, because, you know, you were in your office five days a week. Uh, I have a TV in there, and we had cable. And every year, 
put on March Madness and put on, you know, ACC tournament. And so I had it on. Florida State was warming up. Duke State were going to play at like 2.30. You know, Duke had been playing pretty good basketball. I do remember State was playing well, and I was kind of like, oh, boy. And we had just I, we had just blown y'all out like um, yeah. three weeks earlier at PNC by like 20. <laughs> right. So, you know, it was just one of those things where like that's where my head was. I was like, oh, we got to win this game. And, um, you know, they canceled the tournament, the ACC tournament. And I was kind of like, what is going on? It was so weird. And then they did the – I distinctly remember uh, Swafford coming out and giving FSU the trophy. And it was the most awkward. Like, they didn't even really want it. They were kind of like yeah. – It was this really was very weird, weird moment in, in sports. And I remember Leonard Hamilton, the players, like, they, want, they like, took their picture and they were kind of like, stop. Like, I don't – like, clearly something's wrong here. Like – stop trying to pretend like, you know, things are okay. And, um, and then a little later they did the NCAA tournament and then, you know, I, was, I told the guys this, you know, offline, I, you know, for me, I viewed, I viewed a lot of the past year through sports, through the lens of sports. And for me, you know, even when stuff was going on across the world, it really didn't click to me. It didn't impact me in a way that like stood out when the ACC tournament was canceled and the NCAA tournament was canceled, like that was my moment of like, wow, something's going on here. And it might sound silly to people who don't watch sports or invest a lot of time in them, but that was kind of my like moment and like thing. And then as all the dominoes started falling, you know, we were, we were all just kind of in this moment of like what's happening, Um, which kind of, you know, like, one aspect I wanted, to, I was thinking about wanting to cover on this is, you know, we talk about we're not all sports miserable and reckless, even though we're very sports heavy, um, because that's just who we are. Um, you know, as we kind of were in those roughly two months of essentially no sporting events going on, you know, what was your outlet for your interest in times? Like, what were you kind of thinking and doing and and going through uh, at that, like, sort of post from where we're everybody's canceling until, you know, NASCAR coming back here in the States. I, I had a go. lot. Uh, go ahead, Morgan. I was going to say, for us at the beginning, day, our daycare shut down immediately. And <laughs> my, Crystal and I had to quickly, you know, figure out how we were going to do this because we both had to work a full-time job. So I ended up having to go start going at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning working till about lunchtime. I'd come home, take care of watching Brody while she went in and worked till about six o'clock at night. And in between those, we would just go for walks. We would just walk around the apartment complex almost every other day. You know, get out, you know, get away from the news and the TV because every day, every day it was just COVID test, COVID test, COVID test, more COVID test. You know, I was like, I, I mean, like, I got tired of watching it. We had to get out of the house. We were hoping, yeah. like everyone else, that when the summer came, like most flus, um, the, the hot, you know, the warm weather would kind of push it out. But as we have seen, that did not happen. Yeah. Now, I remember when your daycare was canceled, and I was like, and we, Jenny was pregnant. Um, so we had a kid on the way, and I was just like, I don't know how you're doing this. <laughs> I was just kind of like, God bless you. I wish I could help you in some way. Dude, yeah, it was horrible. I was sitting there at work at 4 o'clock in the morning. Like... Yep. 
angle? I kind of went inward. And what I mean by that is um, I looked at my wife on Friday of that week. And I said, um, for whatever it's worth, on, in March of 2020, we had been married for under a year. We've been married. We celebrated our first year in COVID <laughs> on our balcony. Um, I, I looked at her and I said, I have a feeling that we're going to have to stay home together for the next 18 months. I said, I can't shake that thought. I just think that we are. The first thing we did, I'm kind of ashamed to admit this, especially because I know that there's people out there who were out of jobs and couldn't afford things. And there was a stuff going on at the grocery stores and everything else. The first thing that we honestly got did is we counted what we had in storage for food. And I said, in case this gets bad, um, we're going to have to, we're going to have to lay low for the next 45 days. Like, let's see what calorie nutrients we have. And otherwise um, let's go get what we need. And we approached it like a, um, not like a zombie situation, but definitely like a, Hey, like for the next two weeks to a month, like because of where we lived and because of what was going on and because of the building we were in and the, and the, and the environment we were in. And then we just kind of hold up. Um, and, and that sound that really probably sounds weird to people, but we spent the next two weeks kind of, I was listening to music that I haven't Logan, to your point, I was listening. I, if I, it was weird, I went back to music that I haven't listened to in years. Um, and I don't know if that was a comfort thing or just, uh, it wasn't like we were experiencing any sort of trauma or anything. You're just trying to figure out like I, Morgan, to your point, I don't want to watch the news. So I don't want to do anything. And then the other thing that I wanted to do absolutely. And I've, I've continued this throughout the year, probably to my detriment, especially to the three guys on this podcast is I started reaching out to people. I literally set reminders in my phone to call people on a weekly basis and it got to be too much. It was like, there, there's nothing for them to, to check in with them about. It's been a week, you know, but I, I still, I still have the reminders in my phone to, Hey, call the, call the blah, blah, blahs and see how they're doing. Call the blah, blah, blahs and see how they're doing. That's it's part of, part of my nature. I'm an extrovert um, by, by nature. And I just, I felt like I couldn't be there. So Morgan was telling me about his daycare closing. I'm calling him up. I'm seeing how he's doing. I'm trying to, trying to connect with him and w when he's at work and see how he's holding up. Hey, Dustin, how's, how's Jenny doing with the pregnancy? You know, like Logan, you said you were, you were sick. Like how, how are you feeling? You know, my sister was in New York city for crying out loud. Um, and I've never felt more helpless for her. Um, she's in Manhattan, like period, like in it. And she was like, yeah, I'm walking by all these trucks. And I was like, just, just please get away from the hospital. Please, please, please. It was just a weird time. It was just a really, really freaking weird time. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. So like when it, when it came to the last year, like it, let's call a spade a spade. It sucked for almost everybody. Sucked for a lot of people um, worse than it did for others. I'm not going to sit here and act like that. Like it was especially like rough on me from the surface level. Cause like I was fortunate to be able to keep my job actually had one of my best made the most money ever in my life in the midst of working from home in COVID. So it was like, there were blessings um, within all the bad, but I think the hardest part for me during the last year of like, in with this like year in review review of like, of this whole COVID time was um, one, it kind of secluded you a little bit. 
and like sports weren't on to watch. Um, you know, friends were kind of like oh, it, people were a little more weary at the beginning, at least like with my my friend group around here to be able to uh, go out and do things more so than what they are now. And then on top of that, like it, it, this isn't anything to do with COVID, but it's like I was talking about with one of my friends the other day, like most of my friends around here are either engaged or married these days. So it's like there's a little bit of seclusion, you know, compared to what it was a few years ago for me there. But it's like then you threw in the lockdowns that we had and me working from home and I'm sitting in my room all the time. It was a little rough on me for about three or four months when it came to like just emotionally. Like I'm an emotional person and it was tough for three or four months just dealing with being alone all the time because I'd never really been alone. I grew up with two brothers and. You know, then I moved to college and lived in the same apartment with three other guys that I've known since I was in kindergarten. And then I moved out of uh, there, moved in with two of my buddies from college. And one of them, one of them still lives with me here for like the last roughly five years. So it was like that three or four month span that before I finally got, we went back into the office a little way earlier than most people. But it just was, it was kind of rough on me personally, like from an emotional perspective, because I had to learn how to be alone. And that that part was like difficult for me because I had never had to do that before. Um, I, I will say it was kind of a blessing in disguise, though, because it it's you know how to deal with that a little easier now that it, that I probably wouldn't have had to, I, I guess, go through any other time if the pandemic hadn't happened. So there's a silver lining, I guess, if you want a little bit of optimism on miserable and reckless of all things. But uh, but I mean, it, it was it, it really sucked. I'm not going to like it didn't. I was like diving into a lot of different music like angle said um i was you know playing guitar a lot more than i usually do i was watching i watched i think 10 seasons of curb your enthusiasm in two weeks <laughs> like it was just a it, it was a lot um at the very beginning it got better around here like especially when we went back into the office i'm an extroverted person it was nice to be able to talk to people again i remember when we were working from home, I would look forward to our morning zoom meetings and I would just yeah, be t- talking absolutely. to people and keeping them on there for like 30 minutes when they didn't want to be on there just cause that was my only human interaction with people at, during the day like that. So, I mean, it, it, like I said, a lot of people had a lot worse than me, so I'm not going to be like, Oh, woe is me, but it, it, it wasn't easy at first, um, dealing with it like internally. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think actually one of the, the, worst parts um of the pandemic has been people who didn't have an outlet you know there are a lot of people who were truly kind of on their own and um that aspect of it and how it impacts you emotionally and your mental health is is a big deal um and it's kind of an unseen thing um and you know people don't necessarily know and people also don't necessarily know how to tell someone that that's what's going on either um so you know my like logan said on the on the surface side of it jenny and i've been very blessed we both had jobs the entire time um so i'm I'm very fortunate on that front um i think my experience was a little like i had a rough two or three weeks trying to come to grips with what was going on but afterwards and i settled in i think I had things that I could dive into that has diverted my like attention of it for the past year because my wife was like six or seven months pregnant when this kicked off. So we, I was really able to just dive into like, Oh, well we're preparing for the baby to come and like, uh, you know, like, Oh, we got to get this furniture. No, we need these clothes. And, you know, like it's, 
yeah, it, it allowed me to focus on that. And we also had moved into an, a complex where we had two sets of friends who lived basically right next door. <clears throat> and they were living the same life we were. One had a kid and the other was pregnant. And um, we got to spend time with them. Like, frankly, being able to be social with them, I think, completely changed our way to manage it. Um, we were able, you know, regardless of whatever the guidelines were, we spent a lot of time with them. We were at each other's apartments. We went on walks through neighborhoods. Uh, drinks were helpful for some of those walks. Um, you know, it really kind of was a way for us to like all manage it together um and kind of get to a you know the next phase of this thing and kind of push it out which you know a couple of things i guess like i was thinking about wanting to cover as we think about the past year one as sports did come back you know i remember distinctly korean baseball getting picked up by espn and uh you know nascar yeah exactly um <laughs> and nascar came back mid-may like um you know how would it did y'all dive into watching those as an outlet um what you know what, what were your feelings behind that um as it was started coming back logan did you dive into any of that so like i didn't i didn't really dive into the stuff that i didn't already watch before like Korean baseball, I think I watched half of one game. I didn't really pay attention to any of the stuff like NASCAR that I just didn't watch before. I watched a little bit of golf because I've watched that sparingly here and there. Um, I think I dove more into – I discovered that when you have a smart TV and you have the YouTube app on there, there's a lot of cool content on YouTube that you don't realize when you're just watching TV all the time and sports are on. So it's like I've discovered a lot of – like this is going to sound really nerdy, but you know I love pro wrestling. There, I've discovered like three different um, – <laughs> pro wrestling podcasts with one with Eric Bischoff from WCW one with Bruce Pritcher from WWE one with Jim Ross from uh, WWE and like that became even to this day like when I'm trying to fall asleep I find something about one of something that happened or one of the um, wrestlers that I used to like back in the late 90s early 2000s to the mid 2000s and I, I listen to that and they're like three hour shows so it's like I make it an hour in then I'm out and so I have something else to listen to for the next couple of nights like it's been a the Eric Bischoff one 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff recommend that if you're into 90s WCW WWF Monday Night War trust me it's a fantastic show but that is that's something that I kind of dove into but once sports that I liked came back around for instance uh um college football was the big one for me because um over the last, ever since tw- the fall of 2012 college football has been like probably the biggest event of my year every single year I've missed one home game until the covid year at Carter Finley in eight seasons this year I made it to one and I missed the others but like it was it was definitely it was a, brought a little bit of normalcy back to my life to be able to watch NC State play even if you had fake piped in crowd noise and uh, then like things in North Carolina were starting to open up a little bit more people were a little bit you took precautions more so but you you weren't as secluded so it was like we would go over to some of my close friends we'd meet up on Saturdays and we'd we'd watch the football games together so that was nice because like it had been like I said it had been a a little while of just kind of like 
if you didn't have like if your roommates were there, it was awesome. But if they weren't, like in most weekends, I spent by myself watching Marvel movies with my dog. So thank God for Bella, because I probably would have gone crazy if she hadn't been there. <laughs> but college football was the big one from the sports arena that really got me back into it because it was the normal, it was it was the the steady eddy of my life that kind of came back in there, and I was excited about it. Yeah. Angle. I was starting to go a little crazy um, before sports came back. Uh, they canceled two months of races. So I, I wrote this down, uh, March 8th to May 17th. Uh, for those that don't know, my birthday is May 23rd. So when they announced that they were going to have races come back, I was like, sweet. I'm going to have some races for my birthday. And on the same day that they had the first race, which is at Darlington, they also had a charity match with my boy Rory and my Xennial DJ. <laughs> so I was excited about that. They played Ricky Fowler and Matt Wolf. So it was like on one Sunday, I remember turning, I'm, I'm not going to quote myself, but I remember turning to my wife and being like, it's been two months without, right? And you're kind of like holding your head in your hands and you're like, why would you have to put them at the same time? We only have one TV. It was like, you wanted to savor the fact that they had come back. It was like, I, I want to. So I recorded one, but of course I recorded the race. And I, I don't remember if it got rain delayed or not, but I remember not being able and I was switching back and forth and I just felt like this frantic person that, but, uh, I, it, it, it was, um, I looked, I, I don't think it, I wrote that. I wrote this down, but I, I don't think it was normal. Um, there was a lot of eye racing for those that don't know what that is. It, it was real drivers getting these kind of like, uh, rigs that they sit in, in their house that are like, um, have a screen on them and they can like hold the wheel and like drive. And like, that's kind of shitty. I mean, no offense. Sorry for the language, but you're, you're watching a, a celebrity driver who we're not used to seeing. Cause you just see the car and they're trying to like talk to the camera and, and tell us about their video game they're playing. And there's no real money on the line and nothing is at stake and somebody wrecks and they're, you know, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't enjoyable. Um, so in the meantime, we went for a lot of walks, um, a lot around a lot of the same places. Coffee walks? Uh, coffee walks. I <laughs> can honestly say I did not. This was when they kind of thought that you could get stuff from touching things as well as just breathing it in. So I never wanted to take my like Yeti or anything outside with me. I would have loved if I was able to take like, you know, liquor on a walk, but <laughs> <laughs> so we went for a lot of walks to probably save my uh health or whatever but at the same time um it's what i will point out that's kind of interesting about where we were a lot of the time when we were walking outside and talking about just the situation that we were in and how we were trying to get to know each other as a married couple and this pandemic and everything else you have to understand we were walking around nih that's where we walked. We literally walked in a circle around NIH. There's a trail there in Bethesda. And on one side was the hospital. And you couldn't walk by the hospital without 17 ambulances going in but in, on the straightaway that you were on, which is eerie, medevacs, everything else. And then on the other side was Walter Reed. Um, and you couldn't walk in there without 17 ambulances going on. So you left your house to get away from the news and get away from the TV. Um, and Bethesda is also where the vice president lives, and he was doing this COVID task force. So there's constantly helicopters flying overhead. And it was like, 
I just want to get away from this. And you, you just couldn't, you just couldn't. And so we felt like we were literally, I'm speaking for myself, not my wife, walking in circles and we had no end in sight. And yet we couldn't ever get away from anything because we didn't ever want to really, we didn't feel comfortable going and like going to the beach or doing something else. And so I, we're in a 500 square foot apartment in a building with 750 other people. And your only release is to go outside and watch all the ambulances go by with what you assume is all the people dying. And I know that that sounds very negative, but just, we were fine. I had a job. She had a job. Um, we really like each other at the end of this. I have really good friends. I have really good family. I, I, like, I want to focus on the, the positives, but it was really difficult for me to like, the guys will see I'm like using my hands. Like it was really, really difficult for me to like, it's very emphatic, get away from like the crap around us. It just felt like it was like in your soul at, at a certain point in time. So when sports came back, it was like, this is a, a tinge of normal and you wanted to like, hold on to it. Like it was more precious than like anything else. Like it just, oh, yeah. hopefully yeah, that no, makes I, sense. I, I even watched a little bit of the Korean baseball on demand just, to, just to get a taste of it. Cause they came on at like five in the morning. I'm not getting yep. up for that. Hey, NC, uh, Morgan. NC yeah. lions, the North Carolina lions, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Right. What are they they're in Kinston? And they, are they in Kinston? <laughs> Sorry, Morgan. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I definitely got into the Korean baseball for a hot minute, uh, just for some type of sports. I was like, the heck with it. It's, it's sports. I'll watch it. I'll watch paint dry at this point. Um, <laughs> you know, when, it, when all the sports cancel, we ended up watching just a bunch of Netflix and um, other oh, crap. We watched the entire Mad Men series, and then, of course, you know, they go into the office like two or three times all the way through. And I say, how could you start over with the office? Like, Trust me, you can. Easily. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Click season one, episode one. Stapler and the Jello. Perfect. Let's go. Um, <laughs> you know, but for me, when, when college football, I think, came back, um, that was... Uh, breath of fresh air for me i guess i was like all right here we go something normal you know not much but they're doing it they're playing as many games as they can each week um i you know when when they got the nba into the bubble i actually watched i'm not a huge nba fan angle knows that but i even with that i i I found myself watching something just for for sports something to watch other than the news every you know like i said earlier every day is the numbers are up numbers are up you know it's like all right you know you see lines of people waiting to get into costco and other grocery stores to you know hopefully that they they're in there at the time that toilet paper is being stacked you know so it just it was not for me. Really, it comes back to you know college football. When I when I was able to start watching that every week, even if it was a god, even if it was Rutgers at twelve o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, <laughs> like, ah, watch five seconds of it. I How mean, dare you, Morgan? That's the Big Ten. You know we don't like them here. <laughs> the conference with Rutgers is not to be spoken about. 
I didn't I didn't call the conference name. I said the twelve the, the, the ESPN twelve o'clock show. The ESPN twelve o'clock show. How about I say that the ESPN twelve o'clock first game after college game day because they're always the first team. Be fair. I think what Morgan's saying here is he was willing to stoop that low. <laughs> he was so desperate that he was willing to stoop to the level where he would actually entertain watching that crap ass conference. I'll allow it. I like that framing better. <laughs> Just change the facts. We learned that this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> Alternative well, again, facts. <laughs> this, this show is also all personal opinion. So you know, mm-hmm. it, it, no, it's not. It's it's very limited in personal opinion. They're allowed to, you know what? Personal I, I facts. I don't condemn them for their personal lifestyle. That's what the, the, that conference likes to be like, and that that's on them. I don't. <laughs> I just like something different. We're miserable and reckless, fair and balanced. <laughs> what is not that miserable? Oh, man. No, I, I hear you. Um, you both have mentioned college football. And, you know, that for for me, you know, going just talking about like sort of sports coming back, we watched a little of Korean baseball. We were more or less continuing what I talked about earlier. But we also, you know, had the birth of my daughter over the summer, you know. So in July, like Emmy joined us. And so again, focus was, I was, I dove right into that. And that was kind of where, you know, I was at in life. Um, And then uh, from there, you know, we were starting to come out of like the early infant days about the time college football kicked off. And that was our thing. We always watched college football on Saturdays. Got up early, turned on game day. This year we got up early because we had to be up early. We had Marty McGee, then we had game day, and then we had a full slate of college football, mostly ACC, but, you know, variety, you know, SEC mixed in there too. And that was kind of – and that to me was definitely getting back a little bit of a normalcy because we had adjusted to life, working from home. We were starting to feel a little bit normal again, <clears throat> and it was nice. But one thing I did want to point out was this – podcast kicked mm-hmm. off on august 16th of 2020 our first episode was will there be college football we were right there was we were nervous <laughs> some of us were <laughs> we were we were but uh i will say you know one of the benefits I, th- I think that all of us have said in different ways at different points is the year calls us to focus on you know, family and friends and, you know, like things that are important in life. And this was one of our ways to like all get together, spend, you know, at a minimum, we, we are at the outset, we were kind of like, we hope people listen, but if they don't, at least we get to see each other. Um, so we do appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen, but it was a good excuse for us to all kind of like get together talk about, you know, get distracted and argue about college football and talk about how terrible other conferences are and how terrible Carolina is and how much they cheat at everything they do. And um, there's some things that don't change even in the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) So that, I think that really was kind of, you know, again, COVID's been, a a sports view has been my view. And we kind of troughed when it all went away at at the end of the valley. And we climbed back. We've been climbing out ever since as we've had, sports and we've been able to come together and talk about it and you know i y'all all of us have somewhat different journeys but i do think it, it has helped all of us to kind of like focus in on those i think that 
what you said about this podcast is correct. It was definitely an outlet. It was an outlet in two ways, and I'll keep it very brief. Um, one of the things that came out of this pandemic, I joked about alternative facts or whatever, but one of the things that came out of this pandemic was authenticity. Um, I just wanted a clear voice that could explain things in a simple way. And I started to notice other people's motivations, whether it was motivations for fear, for not going out and doing things or, or um, things that they had to do because they had kids or you could fill in the blank with so many different things. And the bottom line is I wanted to be authentic and it realized like, Hey, like you don't know that tomorrow is guaranteed literally um, with this whole situation, especially when we were all figuring this out. So I wanted to learn how to be authentic and I wanted an outlet to truly be authentic with my friends and to bounce ideas off of them to figure out like, who we are and like who I am in like an ever-changing world. It's not very popular to say like, Hey, we're, we're miserable and we like the South, you know, but like at the same, it's not, it's just not, <laughs> it's, it's a very nuanced. Uh, uh, Hell yeah, brother Duke's a hazard. <laughs> <laughs> praise hell, praise them. We've, but throughout the, uh, throughout this, it's definitely taught me to kind of, think through some things that I was already thinking through. Uh, there's a U2 song that I like, and I don't remember the name of it, but it's off the um, Atomic Bomb or whatever album. And he says, like, the more you see, the less you know. And I feel like um, the wool kind of got pulled off my eyes a little bit. I, I don't have kids, so I had a lot more time to reflect, even on those walks. And uh, the wool kind of got pulled off my eyes a little bit. There's certain things like, you can't work from home. It's like, why? I just did for a year. You know, like certain things like that, that um, I, uh, they've allowed me to be City more authentic. City of Blinding Lights. City of Blinding Lights. Yes. Yes. It was a song that they used for a World Cup thing, among other things, but it's a great song. Um, it's also a great song for where I was living. But uh, uh, yeah, we'll probably get in trouble. We definitely cannot afford it. We them. cannot play that. We can't afford them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you too, City of Blinding Lights. Long story short is what I'm saying is this podcast was an outlet for me for a number of reasons. It was an outlet for me to see my friends, but it was also an outlet for me to understand with everything changing so much. And with us definitely to use the Tommy Rhett song, Growing Older, like uh, you guys become dads. I've been married longer now in COVID than I have out of COVID. You know, like it's just, there's so much crazy crap that's going on. Yeah, we have our jobs. Yeah, we have some money in the bank and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like it doesn't mean that we're not still fighting through some of the same stuff that other people are fighting through. And that's that is huge, man. There's so much stuff that was tested over the last year. Thank goodness for sports. Thank goodness for my wife. Thank goodness for for, for my friends, honestly. Because Logan, if I had to go it alone, uh I don't know, man. Like, I'm glad you had a dog. <laughs> yeah, trust me. That makes two of us because uh, there were there were many, like, there was probably for, I want to say for about three months, I was spent every single weekend by myself with my dog in my recliner watching everything I could on Disney Plus, Netflix, whatever it was. Like, there just wasn't a lot going on. And I legit, like... I, I found I, I've always talked to my dog. Like, I mean, I realize at the moment she starts talking back to me, I'm, I've gone crazy, but, but I've always talked to my dog, but like I talked to Bella a lot more during that three months than I do on a day to day because I just was starving for like non-work, you know, interaction with people because I was literally by myself. And that's why I like to piggyback off of what you're saying, uh, as it's the typical zoom cliche is, um, 
I, I was glad about this podcast happening because like while I had my other one, it's been a little more sporadic. And when we release content, this has been consistent every week. So it was like I've been able to like see you guys on Zoom, even though it's been virtual and be able to talk and everything. And then the um, even with COVID, coronavirus or whatever you want to call it, it has many names. But um, we we the the thing that was cool too was i got to see my niece um before the shows before we started recording a little bit yeah. in the months leading up to when i finally got to meet her because i'm i got to meet emmy a lot later than what probably would have been if uh there wasn't a global pandemic going on so it was cool being able to see you know like you know the progression of her because even when jenny sends me snapchats of emmy chewing on chicken or shaking her head or something like that like i can see how much she's grown and so thank god for technology to make like these things that the last year a lot easier being able to like see those things so i was i was very grateful for those i can't wait to meet emmy and bridget i've got an of something i don't know on the way any day now uh for my sister-in-law uh so that'll make me an uncle the fourth time over i i I can't wait for this to end so i can just take them i've already mapped out everywhere in the community i was like there's picnic tables we can go have lunch together like they can come play in the pool there's like a shipwreck area up by the park i'm texting the guys about it and they probably think i'm weird i'm like why is a 37 year old texting me about bringing your kids to a shipwreck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, hey, look, I, f- I feel you. I haven't told Dustin this, but I've told my mom. I said, you know, D-Berries love ice cream, so I can't wait till Dustin and Jenny come to visit. And Emmy's old enough for me to like be able to take her to get ice cream <laughs> because I'm going <laughs> to give that kid all the ice cream she wants. <laughs> and then we're going to leave her at your house for the night. <laughs> <laughs> that sugar crash is real. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with all of that. I mean, it's, it's been a year. I, I do think that's one point I hadn't really thought about. I think for my family, you know, from our perspective, we had Emmy and we were all in and that was our focus for my family. It delayed a lot of them being able to spend time with her. And so that's something that was, that was different, probably a little sad, but I do, I can completely agree. Thank God for technology. It's definitely, um, changed, uh, the game, you know, we've been at least be able to be connected even if we're not together. So, um, any final thoughts or have we pretty much covered the gauntlet? Sorry. I was so sad about this. Sports are wonderful. <laughs> I think final... the sports were the bright part. Though. Oh yeah. <laughs> My final thoughts are by summer. You heard it first here on miserable and reckless. We're going to be back to some semblance of normalcy and we're going to be having a big July 4th, um, parties all over the country i'm just calling it right now we need a little optimism on miserable and reckless after that last segment so here it is i look look forward to it i look forward to eating hot dogs and watching fireworks absolutely and concerts more we need concerts yeah i do miss concerts i'm looking forward to pine haven this summer that too yeah i steered away from all the things we missed I'm just looking for all the things we can do this year. <laughs> Guys, weekend, Logan, you, you've got to be an honorary member at this point in time. Well, Man, the, the Chrysigs invited me um, at Dustin's bachelor party when we were all drinking. And I was just like, I was like, look, if you guys remember, I, I was like, because we've all, we've all had a few. I was like, I'm down to come. I said, I'm, I've never been one to shy away from a good time. Hey, Logan, it's, we're going to need you there anyway. It's going to have a podcast to do. So. <laughs> it's true, live on location. 
it's fair enough that that I should not invite you. That is one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, it's their place. Classic <laughs> house. So we apologize to the uh, the listeners that are <laughs> that Angle is inviting people. <laughs> Apologizing strictly to Chris and Ryan if they're yeah. listening. I know at least Chris is. The address is this, and <laughs> yeah. the weekend is that. I get in trouble for doing this well, at least the, once a year. It's not the first time that Angle's invited somebody. Nope, it's asking. not. <laughs> I'm an extrovert. What do you want me to do? I just want people to get together and have a good time. This year sucked. Let's move on to Morgan's Cancel Corner. <laughs> Morgan, take it away from us. Take us home. Welcome back to another rousing episode of Morgan's Cancel Corner. Canceled. Canceled. So this week, I had to think about this when I was sitting at work yes, yesterday, making sure I had the right mindset for this one. And I was, you know, I like to look and see what the latest trailers are, movies coming out in the next year or two. And I saw somewhere along the lines of another telling of the Gremlins story, not a sequel to the last two, just another person's version of it. And I started to think, is it? Hollywood is like a lazy teenager at this point with coming up with new ideas. They just take other people's stuff and try to make a quick profit off of doing a remake, a retelling, a reboot, whatever you want to call it. So that is my cancellation this week. I am canceling Hollywood's uh, ability to to do a remake, a reboot, or a retelling, as if you want to put it. And here are some good points as to why it's a horrible idea. Number one, point break. How dare you touch a beautiful masterpiece of a movie? It was horrible. A horrible, horrible remake. You know, it's just horrible. You should never have touched it. The Robocop, that was horrible. Um... Robocop, that was, you know, as, as kids from the 80s, the first Robocop, maybe even the second one, maybe, but really the first one was a great movie. The reboot of it was horrible. They were so bad that they just didn't even try to make a sequel from that one. Uh, the Mummy with uh, Tom Cruise, horrible garbage. And then I think with that one, they were trying to spawn off a brand new uh, Universal horror movies with Frankenstein, Mummy. Wolfman and whatnot, but it was so bad that they scrapped that all together. Uh, what else we got? Conan the Barbarian. Classic Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Reboot of it was garbage. Just straight dumb. <laughs> the uh, Transformer movies. I- I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not a Michael Bay fan. He Explosion, explosion, few words, explosion, explosion. That's at least it at least it had Megan Fox. I'll give you that. They're still garbage. They're still garbage. And Karate Kid. I mean, come on. Leave the classics alone. If you, if you can't come up with a good idea, then just don't do anything at all. Put old movies back in the theaters for a week first, and I'll pay to see that. Yeah, I'm 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 done with you trying to take my childhood memories. And make a quick buck off of someone buying a ticket for one showing. So that is my cancellation for the week. I like tune it. In, tune in. I like week. it. We're we're in the uh, golden age of television, and and the Hollywood's terrible. I agree. Upvote. 
Canceled. Yeah, mm-hmm. movies movies suck. TV's where it's at, and podcasts are the king. And miserable and reckless is the yeah. top of the uh, the shelf on that. Finish it with this one, and this might ruffle some feathers. My last movie I'm going to talk about: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm sorry, that was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I don't care what anyone wants to say about the the remake of it that came out a couple years ago, but no, no, sorry. Canceled. Canceled. So Hollywood, get your crap together or just stop altogether. Like I said, if you can't come up with quality new ideas, then just take the old classics and shove them in the movie theaters once a week. I'll pay to see that before I see you try to uh, tear apart a classic, you know, Patrick Swayze movie. So that is it for me tonight. Tune in next week. Same canceled time, same canceled show. Canceled. Canceled. <laughs> All right. This is normally the time of the show where we bring a little optimism and joy and sunshine into our listeners' lives. Once again, we're going to kick the can down the road because this was our feeling sharing hour on probably hour and 30, if we're being honest, on Miserable and Reckless, talking about the <clears throat> the last year that has sucked for everyone. So let's not end on a positive note because the last year has sucked. Let's just end it with plenty of miserableness and a lot of recklessness. And of uh, call it there a lot of cancellations because Hollywood essentially got canceled tonight by Morgan. So let's end it with that one. So on this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, and we will see you next week. <laughs>